Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening today. Today is the 28th of March, year of our Lord 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show, presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. We got quite the doozy. A lot of stuff going on in the news cycle there, James Edwards III. Most notedly, the moment that we started recording, you and I hop in this Zoom, St. Peter's magical run has officially come to an end at the hands of North Carolina. They got smoked. Like, let's just call it. They got smoked, but it's okay because they were due. It was cute. And it was cool. It was the, cute. The, 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 and he, but but here's the thing, and I'm not well no because I don't want to try to minimize it. What I was gonna say is like people are like this is the greatest tournament run of all, like the greatest Cinderella tournament run of all time, and objectively it is. I still think UMBC beating Virginia is the coolest thing that's ever happened. Yeah, no, like it was cool and it was unexpected. I know, yeah, no 15 had made it to the Elite Eight before, right? Yeah, no, no, it's the furthest. Yeah, it, this year's that's college, why I don't hate. It's awesome. Yeah, it's cool, but college basketball this year stunk, as we all could tell by everybody's bracket being just absolutely poo poo. Yeah. two hours into opening of March Madness. It was a tough look when last Sunday I sat here and was like, yeah, Jabari Smith and Auburn, they're going to win a natty. And then before the episode even came out, they had lost. Right. They had they had lost. And Andrew what I got – Chet in the, in the finals. I had uh, – no, no, no. I had uh, – Gonzaga maybe was in the final. Oh, you had Auburn, my, Arizona. My, my, no, no, no. My natty was, was Auburn-Purdue. Oh, yeah, that's right. And whoever and then, won, the Pistons picked. And, right, logic. and then yeah. St. Peter's took out Jaden Ivey, despite him hitting a pretty wild three at the end of the game and then almost hitting another wild three as the buzzer sounded. But uh, I had a pretty garbage take coming into uh, the tournament that I actually hadn't expressed because I was waiting until the tournament was over before I fired it off, and the evidence was going to be this college basketball season. And the take read thus. Does it kind of feel like there's a, a paradigm shift with the Blue Bloods? Because now we're starting to see, like, Arizona was always kind of in that lower tier, but still like an elite basketball school, a good basketball school. Mm -hmm. But now you're starting to see them rise up the ranks. And the same thing with Gonzaga, where you always respected them, but now it's like that's where dudes are going. And you're starting to see like the Kentuckys of the world kind of fall out. And even this year, like we were a little bit skeptical, like is Duke really a good team? And now they're in the Final Four, right? So I went from like, I think we're going to start to see this new cycle of like the schools in college basketball to now the final four is what Kansas, Villanova, Duke and North Carolina. So like we're <laughs> back at square one. Yeah. We're back. At, it's the same schools. Once again, it's the same guys. The first time in tournament history that Duke and North Carolina will play in what will be the we thought that we thought Coach K was done with North Carolina, but he's got one more in the tank. And I got to be honest. I don't want him to lose to North Carolina because that would be a sucky way to end his career, but I do not want him to win a natty. So I want him to beat North Carolina, and I want him to lose in the natty. Thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, just being a, a Spartan, like, Duke is like that arch enemy from, like, the next city over. Even though they're far away, but it's always been like that thing. Like, State, they beat Duke, and they've beaten them in big games, but, like, I don't know. It's Duke, man. You just, ugh. So... I've I've always yeah. respected Coach K. Um, I mean, one of the if not the best college coach, one of the best. But I don't particularly want to see Duke win a Natty, and I don't really I, care. Yeah, losing to North Carolina would suck for him. I don't really care. 
I'll be over it in a week, but yeah. I, that it's going to sting for a minute. Like, oh, that is kind of a crappy way for someone to go out. Uh, I do want to throw out there, as you were listening to this, ladies and gentlemen, you already know what has happened with the Oscars. But as we are recording this, the Oscars are starting in 30 minutes. So far, I'm three for three on my picks, and I'm very excited for to well just to see what happens. So I don't want to give Oscar predictions. Like you gambled. No, 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 no. My brother and I just did like a because we this is like this is our Super Bowl. Oh, okay. The Oscars is I this year I'm like very nervous for it. Uh, but we're both three for three so far. He's giving me live updates since we're doing this. And uh, let's get into the show. Let's talk some Pistons basketball, James. We had a barn burner at LCA today. There was a a basketball game was played. It was an interesting game. It was pretty bad for a while. It was still it wasn't the greatest basketball game, but it was entertaining. Should I just say what I was? What I texted you? Yeah, just, I just go ahead. And get, let's just, let's start there. Love this team. Love them. Oh, I can't, I that love one. Them. Okay. Oh, oh no, we're gonna get to him in okay. just a minute. The, the guy who we always forget about, and then I inexplicably forgot about yeah. in the same episode. No, we're gonna get to him in just a minute. What do you love? I about love this team? team. What do you love about this team? Do you want to know what it is at its core? Is I can watch any given game, even the games where. I'm not able to watch the entire thing, and I'm only able to catch a quarter or two, whatever it is. There is not a minute, there is not a rotation that can be played where I'm like, ugh, this guy's in. I'm happy across the board. No matter who, if we go 15 deep and I love them all. I, 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 every time this guy checks in, oh, we haven't seen him in a little bit. Well, I want to see what he can do. I want to see if he can get Isaiah Livers is the perfect example where you're like, it's this. it's not just the mystique of what is or what could be. It's also just like I'm rooting for them as people and as players, and I'm very happy that they're on my team. And it also doesn't hurt when it's that same group of guys who, albeit a a Knicks team that, you know, we're not really, it's the Knicks, who cares? But you're down 21 points, and since the All-Star break, do you know how many times the Pistons have been blown out? Zero, right? Not really happening. Not really happening. And and then they, they flashed the graphic in the final minute of the game tonight where... Uh, since the All Star break, the Pistons were uh, like they had ten games that were decided by five points or less. Yeah, and then tonight would have been, I think, the eleventh. So we're five and six in those games. So we're playing these these uh, these competitive games. And I just that's, I said it all, last week. I, that's all anybody wanted. Remember, just a few months ago, everybody was losing their shit. Look at us now. It's here. And then and then and and I look. I don't know if this is like a. I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know what the what the discourse is and it, what people are saying and what they're not saying. Discourse so is pretty I, my, good right now, but yeah, what do you well, go ahead well, and finish for it. this specific thing yeah. that I'm about to say? My barometer for what's a hot take anymore, I don't know. Is it weird that like we are in the second consecutive year of like no rookies? Not really just with Detroit, but across the board, like not really hitting a rookie wall. What's that all about? Is that not a thing anymore? Have we evolved beyond that? I would say. It's a good point. I would say Cade hasn't hit a rookie wall, but I would I would say there are end of games when he looks pretty gassed. And that could just be conditioning in general, not knowing what it takes to be conditioned at this level. But I don't – yeah, like his shooting's taken a dip a little bit as of late, but he he played well against the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like I wouldn't call it a, like a – it's not like an eye-popping rookie wall. I would agree with that. And then, yeah, last year's crew um, didn't really hit one. I think it also kind of just depends on the type of people you draft. Like, they don't really have – they didn't draft 
I, I don't know. Like, Sadiq and Isaiah aren't, like, the type of – like, Isaiah's going to do stuff because he just works his ass off. Like, that's just who he is. Yeah. Sadiq, another guy, is just plays hard. Cade, yeah. another guy that just plays – like, they just – they play hard. They don't – they I think they eat, sleep, and breathe basketball, and I think that that might be why. I don't, not every not every rookie eats, sleeps, and breathes basketball. We had an amazing we had a, not amazing we had a really good Isaiah game today. We had a double double. Yeah, from from Mister Stu. I got a take about him, and lost his tooth. Look, and that's exactly why I was waiting. I was thinking maybe I should I should postpone this one because I actually do think he's been better at this this year. But I want I have an idea on how he can evolve as a rim protector. Let's get it. I need him to be a little bit more of a punk, and I need him to flop a little bit more and put his body on the line and stand in front of dudes and draw more charges. That's a way. Yeah, he doesn't. Ta- he doesn't not- draw very many charges. He's trying to block shots, and he's not the guy to you know flail his like he's not that guy. Right. But I kind of want him to be a little bit because I know that he can absorb it. Thoughts? I actually like that take. I hadn't really thought about how little of charges he takes. And most of it is, it's not like, obviously, he's afraid to take a charge. It's he's trying to nope. block shots. Yes. But like you said, sometimes he is in a position where maybe a charge is more beneficial, and that does count as rim protection. I, I like that. I'm going to actually, I'm going to ask Dwayne about that uh, at practice nice. on Monday, I'll, or nice. today. I'll ask about I that. Don't, I don't remember what the other two questions I fed you were, but that's number three. That's number three. You that's actually, one question. of them was the rookie wall question. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that was last year. That yeah. you're 100% right. Uh, Isaiah Stewart hit two threes today. I texted you, final possession. I was like, please let him shoot the ball. Didn't love the look that Cade tried to get off and then got poked by was it Alec Burks. How yeah. about the corner three that Alec Burks hit? Alec Burks is officially that- joining the likes of LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, who else? Marvin Williams. There's another. There's a few others of just Pistons killers. Okay. He had a, a 21 tonight, something like that. He had 30 almost the last time the Knicks were in Detroit. He's adding himself to that list. I wrote that story like my first year on the beat, like who are Pistons killers? And like Marvin Williams just had the best games of his career always came against Pistons. There's like three or four others. Alec Burke is now on that list. Alec Burks is now on that list. I watched Kay Cunningham struggle to defend somebody today for the first time this year that I was kind of like, okay, somebody needs to fix this. Who are you now, that, that that player was R.J. Barrett. Oh, R.J. Oh my God, he's good. Yeah, he didn't really I'm not get even off, mad though. at Cade. No, 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 no. He didn't, but he was giving him some tough buckets. Like he had that. Was it? I don't. Maybe it wasn't on Cade. The, the one that was down the stretch where he hit that little spin. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. In the R.J. Barrett is he is he a, is he a bucket or a score? I don't like R.J. Barrett's game, so I'm not the person. That, I'm not I, for some. I just don't like the way he plays. I might be I might be in the minority on that. I, I don't think I am, but I just I don't really care for his game. I tell you every now and then when I will go back and listen to previous episodes of Bun and Cardigan. And I've said this before, I've explained that I like to do this because it gives me perspective and it, it allows me to contextualize certain points that I'm trying to make now based on what the discourse was X amount of months ago. Yeah. And one of the things that I ended up coming across Oh, and um, remind me I have a theory too. Uh, is it, that is involves it the, the, Isaiah and Marvin. Ooh, okay. Uh, so on top of the theory last week that the NBA is rigging the lottery to make Detroit back. Yeah. A, a theory that I then backed you on and then you called me insane. 
I was that was I was doing a bit. So one of the things that was said was you cited the quote that Troy had where he's like, look, I don't see any LeBrons or any Shaqs in this upcoming draft. And a lot of people were kind of up in arms over that because they're like, well, Cade's that guy. And basically what you and I were trying to convince people is like, Cade's really good. You don't have to do this, though. Who doesn't you don't have, have to, to do go? This? The fans. You don't oh, have yeah, to yeah. over convince yourself that this guy's a better prospect than Zion coming into the draft. Yeah. Now, the but I want to flip this question. Knowing what we know now, are you kind of like maybe there is a LeBron, maybe there is a Shaq in this draft with Cade? In this upcoming draft or Cade? No, 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 no. I'm saying knowing what we know about Cade now is that quote in retrospect dumb because oh my god, Cade really is that good. Uh, I, I personally, me, Pistons fans, cover your ears, or hit pause or fast forward. I personally don't think there there is anybody in this draft that is going to be considered one of the ten best players of all time. That's a lofty, and that's just based off sixty eighty percent of a season. Like, check back yeah. with me in like two years. Also, all these guys are still rookies. Too. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think I can't. There's not one that I would say like, yeah, he's going to be top ten all time. I don't I don't see that yet. Um, but Cade, the fact that he's averaging seventeen. Um, essentially 17, six and six. And I have a story up right now where I kind of like make his case for rookie of the year as if he was going into a job interview, uh, at the league office. Like, this is what I have. This is why you should hire me. Um, only one player, only one rookie in NBA history has averaged 17, five and five and not one rookie of the year. Any rookie that's ever done it has one rookie of the year, except this one guy It is magic Johnson because Larry bird averaged like 21 and eight. Huh. That is interesting. Yeah. So history suggests that Cade should be the rookie of the year. But feels like people made up their mind with Mobley a while ago. The team's winning, even though Cleveland is about to find itself no, they in the play in game. They slipped to the play in, yeah. yeah. Um Scotty's been good, obviously. I mean the guys have been good. This has been a really good draft class. But yeah, I forgot where I was going with it. But I wanted to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Did you – so the the Bagley – I guess I can get into the theory. The Bagley-Stewart pairing we saw today – or Sunday, Jeremy Grant was out. Um, Something Dwayne says he thinks long-term he can get it to work. He said before the game that he wants – he's like, we just need one of them to be able to space the floor. I don't, we don't care which one, but I think both have the potential to do so eventually. Today was the – or Sunday was the best they looked as a pairing. The the spacing just needs to get figured out when to dive and stuff like that. The screening, they just need to figure that out. But Isaiah hitting two threes, Marvin hitting the three, shows you what it might be able to be. Yeah. I have a theory. They seem invested okay. with this too big. Like, I, I think it's something they legitimately, like, hope it works out. So are you ready for this? Okay. What if there's a world in which next year's starting lineup is – Cade, Ben Math, Sadiq, Bagley, Stewart. Season tickets. <laughs> season tickets. I'm quitting my job and I'm getting season tickets. That's just I'm just I, I, And I'm gonna and I'm gonna take a page out of the Corey Nikoloff book. I'm going to all eighty two. <laughs> I, I can't that's just me just throwing I if Listen, I don't. Th- I think they like Jeremy. I think Jeremy. There's a very good chance Jeremy's on the team next year. I'm just talking shit because I have a po- we have a podcast. But I think that there is interest in seeing 
what those two can do. Maybe it's because maybe long term they see both of those guys coming off the bench and being the bench front court. Maybe that's it. But I do think there's a world in which this is the the Bagley stew is a pairing for for a few years. Here's the thing: you don't want this to happen. You, James Edwards III, you should not want this to happen. Why don't I want it to happen? Because then you won't want to do a pod with me anymore. I like when I like excited Nick. No, I'm, brother, but I'm telling you right now, if we get to that point, I'm putting money on 45 wins. You got to relax because you would have exactly, put 45. Exactly, you would have put money exactly. on 45 wins last year to start this year. Uh, in August, no. in August, after before pre summer league, you would have put 50 bucks time. on this team winning four, exactly. 42 games. Pre summer league, pre summer league, and we talk about this all the time. It was the first game of summer league that I said this team's not going anywhere. We've talked about this before. I know, so, but you get you have like moments where it's like I'm, I'm feeling this team. We're gonna do it. That's you. It's in your head. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you credit for something. All right. What? One of the other things that I heard uh, when listening back to the old pods was I was listening to some pre-draft thing. And I had asked you, like, basically we were like, so we're not going to make all these picks. What are we – like, how many of these picks do you actually think we're going to make? And you said, I actually don't think it would be that crazy if the Pistons do use all their picks outside of Cade because then they could prioritize getting um, a guy that they like now, a guy they can send to the G League, and a draft and stash. James Edwards third of The Athletic, I'm here to tell you, they actually did all three of those things. You're talking about last year's draft? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They weird. It's like a, it's weird. It's like I get paid to cover the Pistons or something. It was the most like, oh my god, he does this. <laughs> when I like in retrospect, like you just said it offhand, and that ended up being hundred percent true. Let's talk about Marvin Bagley. Do Sorry. that. Do that. Do that little bit. What did you say? They don't call him. Uh, they, they don't call him Marvin cheaply. <laughs> because That's fifty million dollars wearing number thirty-five. Yeah, you you and tweeted then, me or you texted me. Let me read this for the people. They don't call him Marvin cheaply. That was funny. You said that's a bad fucking man. That's fifty million wearing number thirty-five. <laughs> so just 50 million. For, this was the the yam that he had at the end of the game the reverse, when he was yeah when he was making that face and Isaiah's running down the floor and Cade looked like he was gonna kill somebody. That's when I was like, I am in love with this team. I I will. So I don't know if we've had this dialogue on the show. Uh, I said to you. I, what did I say? Three three for 30 is what I want to give him? Or like four for 40 or something like that? Yeah. I think I said three for 30. Or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I said three for 27. Yeah. Uh, I think said, I talked to you to three to 27. I think you said like 333 or 330 or something. That's right. I think right. you said the good like old Hamadou Diallo or, or something. Yeah. Um, at or, this point, I think it's gone so well that I'm like – and the, and the, and it, and again, you can still continue to play him as much as you want, and it's not going to affect how much money he's getting. And Johnny Kane during the broadcast, who I want to say this really quick, Johnny has been so fucking good. I've heard, I've heard he's been good. I obviously don't get to hear him because I'm at the game, but I've heard so good. Yeah, good for Johnny. He should be uh, when 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 Blaha decides to step down. Johnny has my uh, endorsement. And I hope George's. We didn't shout. I don't. Did that happen? Last week, you know what we haven't said anything about. It was about George, two weeks ago. Hope yes. you get well, buddy. Yes. Um. Yeah. I've, I've, T- sounds like everything's went good with the procedure. Hopefully, you're you're getting back, and we'll see you uh, in your in your spot soon. From During baby Buddha, he calls me baby Buddha. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. He doesn't call me anything. I don't know him. I uh, 
during the broadcast, Johnny said, you know, no disrespect to Sacktown, but we love having him in Motown. And I was like, Johnny, with all due respect, just say it. Like, we all know exactly, like, fuck Sacramento. This is the, this is like the perfect. Do you hate Sacramento now? No, but it's like the biggest indictment on like, if you're not good during your rookie contract, there are so many variables that people aren't going to aren't going to factor in because it's like oh well, it's easier to just say that he's bad rather than do your homework and figure out why this player's been bad. And here's the thing is he was also hurt all the time, which is not Sacramento's fault. But like he comes to Detroit and he's not tripping over blades of grass anymore. He's the whole fucking lawnmower. This guy's a fucking machine. I'm upset. Like I can't stop. Like he's the way that he's playing is fundamentally different. The success that he's having is like it's not even reminiscent of anything because we haven't seen it since he was at like Duke. Yeah, it was like four years ago. I definitely think, and I asked him post game Sunday. I was like, "You have more dunks in your short time with the Pistons than you did all of the season in Sacramento." Um, and I was like, "Is that just an indictment or a a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is that a testament? Testament to um, how you how you're used here? Is that a testament to just having more opportunity to play?" Um, and I'm trying to find his quote, being able to present myself and flash to the openings, get to certain spots to be open for the lobs, just having guards who can see it and throw it. I'm getting a lot of opportunities here. So I think, and we've talked about it before, it gets kind of lost in the sauce. Like Bagley, even like when people were ready to write him off and primarily, if we're being honest, it's a lot of, there's a lot of Sacramento fans who thought he would be this and that and lead their franchise back to the promised land. And that didn't help. That didn't help. So the narrative around him. Uh, gets a little cloudy, and then of course, also the Luca stuff. And, Luca yeah. and Trey going after him, Jaron Jackson. But like Bagley is like average fourteen and seven his whole career. Like that's not bad. Uh, like you know <laughs> what I mean? Like people like act like he like couldn't score. Now it, he's just it wasn't that right? Now he's in a spot where they're like they're utilizing him to his strengths, back to the baskets, drawing yes. up actions to get him lobs, uh, face letting him face up for from short distances. Like it's. You very you rarely see Bagley on the perimeter. I think the game before the last one, like he shot a few threes that he shouldn't have shot. But like for the most part, he's been playing. They've been playing Bagley to his strengths, and he's been going to his strengths. And uh, I think it just pops, and it also just like helps. Like when people talk about the fresh start stuff, what I think people miss is like it's not like literally a fresh start. Like you're going to like a, like you just it's getting away from the expectations that you had in the previous spot. Like it's not necessarily just moving your city, not seeing the same. It's the reason people had negative things to say about him is because their expectations were so high. Now he's going to Detroit. It's like, Oh, we traded him for Trey and Josh. Like he's coming to Detroit where we like trying to build up guys careers after they might've had it. Like, so any type of success, like it, it pops and Detroit loves their young players. Um, they, this new iteration of Pistons fans love scorers. They love guys that can put the ball in the basket, and Bagley does that. And I think the biggest thing for him is getting out of a situation where the expectations were so high that when it turned and the people, the fans turned on him, they turned for the worst. I have a take. I mean, this is. I'm going to name this podcast. We have takes. But James, before I get to this take or this, we episode, need to take it. A- we need to take a quick break because we need to receive a word from the first ad, the first sponsor in the history of the Bunny Cardigan Show. What? Folks, we'll be right back. Folks, if there's anything that James and I are passionate about here at the Bunny Cardigan Show, it's two things. Great podcasting and financial security. Today, we're here to tell you about my first million 
one of the top 25 business podcasts in the world, hosted by Sam Parr and Sean Purry. Every single week, the hosts brainstorm business ventures that you can start tomorrow. They range from ideas that could make you a few grand a month to big billion dollar ideas and everything in between. Gone are the days of me pumping reverse mortgages on our listeners because now you have my first million. In episode 158, they outlined the idea of purchasing Michael Jordan's virtually unsellable home and turning it into a museum. They also frequently land business-savvy guests, like in episode 224, when Rob Deerdeck joined the show and outlined the early success that he found. Do yourself a favor, ladies and gentlemen. Catch up on the latest entrepreneurial strategies with My First Million. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Artie James, we're back. I was having an argument with somebody the other night. Say their name, coward. No. (laughs) I don't even know who it is. I don't think they'd want to tie themselves to this because it was pretty egregious. Okay. They said, to me, I don't see it with Sadiq Bey. They said, it's just Marcus Morris to me. And I said, how do you figure? And he said, because he's just a big body who can shoot threes. And I was like, you're looking at numbers on a spreadsheet. If you like to me and to me. And even if he is just Marcus Morris, that'd be great. That's fine. Marcus Morris has played basketball for a long time. But he's not, though. But he's not. He's He's been inconsistent as of late. But, yeah, I don't I'm not going to write off a 22 year old that's improved his offensive game and dropped 50 a week ago. It's night and day from 365 days ago. He's fundamentally a different basketball player. Yeah. He's better. I agree. That's it. That's that's that, that was it. Yes, I agree. I think the biggest thing for Sadiq is and I think he's a shooter. I also think this we haven't talked about this much because Sadiq seems such a seems so much like a like robot and like indestructible. Like I do Stroker. think What? Stroker. Remember oh, the, the Stroker. The yeah. BNC listener who wanted to don him the Stroker. Listen, yeah, the we stroker. appreciate the input, but we're not calling him no fucking. Oh, I got to shout a guy out from. Uh, have you ever been on Mercery? This is not a ad. It's like uh, no free ads. It's like eBay. Oh no! I found some Jordan Two Mellows, and I told him I'd shout him out for sending them to me. So shout out to. Uh, Are those the Denver colorway yeah. ones? Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm just not a two guy. I like the two lows, Actually, these are but... from Grailed. I'm sorry. So double free shout-outs because I messed up the first one. I told him I'd shout him out on the pod. Shout-out to AMJ Loop. He has some more shoes on his Grailed. Anyway. I got to – okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I derailed that. Um, <clears throat> what was I talking about? I have a question if you want to just – I feel think like on I – oh, Sadiq. We think he's, yeah. like, indestructible. Uh, but you have to think. He pretty much has played basketball for two years straight after last year ended – um, he went straight to Team USA, uh, training camp, played in games with them, and then straight to summer league, and then straight into the preseason. So, like, Sadiq's probably really tired and really has dead legs. Like, Isaiah, like, he had a similar course, but he got injured, so he was forced he to hurt, sit down yeah. for two months. Uh, Sadiq yeah. has gone nonstop for almost two years. So I think that's why you're maybe seeing a decline in the three-point shooting down the stretch here. Um, but – yeah, I think next thing for Sadiq is consistency. Like, even if he's not hitting six threes every night, like, less of the one for six from three nights. But he's, like you said, his game's night and day. Um, I think that kid is going to be a good basketball player, a really good basketball player for a long time. I think the question is, what's his ceiling? Is he 
is there going to be potential for the second best player on a really good team, third best player on a really good team, fourth best player on a really good team? I, I, I feel like he'll hit one of those marks, and all of them are great marks to hit. One of them, if you hit just one of them, none of them are bad marks to hit, but there obviously is a difference in the caliber of player from uh, the first mentioned scenario and the, and the last mentioned scenario. I've been wondering a lot recently – uh, thinking about the draft and thinking about what teams could be where, which, by the way, as it stands, the Pistons are currently in first, number one, however we want to word this. They're the worst. They're, they're tied, yeah. Three in, teams in have Tankathon, 20 wins. Yes. Yep. So in Tankathon, they're tied for number one, which is great. Uh, the James Edwards theory of, are they going to win too many games? Jury is still out. Reddit was, uh, it was a mixed bag. Houston's been winning a little bit lately. Yes. I think Orlando yeah. has some wins left in them. The thing is, Detroit still plays OKC, and OKC won't win another game. Where I want to go with this is you think about those teams and you think about their general managers. But the problem is, Rafael Stone, Sam Presti, they're not going anywhere. They have those jobs. Presti, especially. Rafael Stone has only had it for, what, a year. But Troy Weaver is also in there. These are three guys who have really, really secure jobs and you look at the top of the draft and i wouldn't say really really secure but i know what you mean for who any of them you th- you feel confident that troy is going to be here for a while but like, well then you, maybe this is where i'm going with it maybe that maybe this sam is where Presti it goes. has to make a sam Presti can't be losing he's got to turn it into something at yeah some like point. you know what i mean and Raphael stone yeah. like it wasn't he hasn't drafted the best character guys over there and got the best character guys over. You know what I mean? Like, I think Troy's in the best position. Like, Troy has done a great job given where the team was and where they are now. But I, in, to, in just the NBA, especially, um, do I want to go there? Do you want me to want me to navigate you through this nah, and just ask the question? Like, you just hope that Troy gets a long leash. I'll just say that. Give him time. You, gotcha. you just hope that he does. Gotcha. Where I was going with this is I don't think we're going to really see another like, oh, wow, reach in this year's draft. Part of that is because of the aforementioned job security that I believe is there. And the other part of it is I really don't think there are too many risks in the in the top part of this draft. So, like, one of the things that you've said that, that Troy really wants to be able to do is to dictate the board. Like, he's the one who controls – you know, like number one is like it's you. You start the cascade. The butterfly effect starts with you. If the Pistons were to reach at any point in this draft, do you have an idea of who that player would be? Do you get what I'm asking? I worded yeah. it a little clunky. Um, I think the public perception would be if they picked like Keegan Murray anywhere from three to five. Then I'm an idiot. I think people. I think people would consider that a reach. Yeah, um, do it. Yeah, if you took Ben Math anywhere from four at four or five, I think there might be some people that consider it a reach. Um, but the Pistons want to sell me a season ticket pass, season I, ticket package rather. Yeah. Then you have to draft him. I'm not. I'm not doing it otherwise. For Ben Math or Keegan Murray? Yes. <laughs> um, I could see like if they took if they pick sixth and took Jalen Duran. Mm. Mm. Uh, but I don't think any of those things will happen. Well, I don't. I shouldn't say that. I don't think that last one will happen. I want to ask you about the NBA playoffs 
Uh, as the calendar is about to turn, the next time we do a show uh, will be April. No April Fool's episode this year. Last year, we tricked everyone into thinking the Bonnie Cardigan show was over, or we're not doing that this Did year. Did we? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm, and I decided I'm voting postseason stuff this year. You are doing it? Yeah. You can't talk about it then, can you? I don't know. I, you're not, I don't think you're I don't get the to. ballot until April 1st. I think it's malpractice to do that. Okay, but we I mean you already said that Cade's, you're writing a story about Cade being Rookie of the Year, so like, wink. Be a really good that. bit if you voted for fucking Scotty Barnes or something. You did all this just to be like, I really think it's Scotty Barnes. Well, I, I did the Cade piece. Like, people are like, why does Cade deserve Rookie of the Year? And it's like, well, this is his case. Like, if he was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. Um, The Bulls are food, right? Yeah, they're food. Yeah. was at the I was at the Bucks-Bulls game. And can I tell you the one thing that I was thinking for like 30 minutes. Have you gone to more basketball games this year alone than you had in your entire life? Ever. Period. Point blank. I've been to... In the year 2022. Well, I'm using this season. Like 2020. Because I went to some... Like I went to the Pistons, like Clippers-Laker games. Yeah, yeah. But that was technically... So I'm using this season. Yeah. Um, I've been to probably like 15, 20 or something like that. Good for yeah. you. Um, I mean, you've been to more than me. Yeah, it's different. I don't pay for the tickets. Neither do I. That's true. All right, go ahead. I did for the Milwaukee ones though, and it's the closest I've ever sat in my life. It felt really cool to like do that, yeah, and like and hear like Brooke Lopez yelling at people. Like it was really cool. I was thinking to myself, if I was here just a year and a half prior, I would be on the floor with Chandler Hutchison right now. <laughs> but instead, I didn't. But I'm watching this game in a game that Chris Middleton and Lonzo Ball didn't play. A game that the Bucks win by what thirty? Demar Derozan, Zach Levine, and Vooch all have twenty or 20 plus and they still lose by 30 and at some point i'm just kind of like okay so it felt like originally even though the bulls were really entertaining it was like vooch was kind of sandbagging yeah and then it was like great but then it was like but then he started to get it together and that's when we really started to be like okay demar might be mvp and the bulls might win a chance and then like vooch is good again kind of but also, Brooke Lopez is just atrocious at drop coverage, so yeah. it's just that's free for just, him every yeah. single time on the pop. The Bulls are just bad against good teams. Like they're just preposterous. They're just preposterously bad against good teams, and the playoffs obviously are full of good teams. Like I think they are. I think there was enough iffy teams in the NBA that it made them look good, and then you pull out a couple wins versus the good ones early on as people are figuring it out. But now that like everybody's kind of in their bag and in their rhythm, like the Bulls are getting exposed, and it sucks because I was loud on the. And I think the Bulls are going to be good. Now it's like I don't know if they get out of the first round. Hey, it, have we finally gotten to the? We're are we still moving the goalposts for Devin Booker, or are we just going to admit that like maybe we should finally start considering him as like an MVP guy eventually? I think he. We don't have to do it this year. Yeah. I don't think we can I think do it he this should, year. But Devin, if if there was a ballot seven with seven names, I think Devin is. He's right there. Did as we up, are what is he at I'll, right now do you know i know he was at 22 at the end of the first quarter did you see he was cooking oh is he no i did not he's know he's got that. 32 and 28 minutes right so far he had what 49 on thursday i think so that's that can right. i ask you like i was actually it's funny because i was gonna ask this before sadiq's 50 ball and then i meant to ask it the show that we did after how many points does a player have to be at before you're like "Ooh, for me that number is 30 once i see you got 30 you have my attention but that seems a little like that seems a little liberal. For me it's like, like 30. It should be like for me it's like 35 is a good number. Yeah. Good number. That's a different yeah. 
It's weird that 30 and 35 do feel that much different. Like, oh, you're 30? That's cool. You're 35? Jeez. You're knocking out. Yeah, you're almost to 40. Are you... Do you want to talk about Cade and the free throws? Did we talk about that last week? Uh, We've talked about it. Not quite ad nauseum, but we've definitely... Do you think he's getting fouled more than... Do you think he should be going to the line way more than he has, or just a little bit more? Just out of your... From your viewpoint... It's not marginal, but it's a little bit greater than that. Yeah. So it's like, I don't think he should be shooting James Harden free throws, but I think he should be getting like four to six every single game. Yeah, I'm with you. That's only. And there was a few at the end of this Knicks game where he was getting bullied at the rim and was just getting nothing. How about the, how about the sequence where they, Cade brings the ball down the floor, Killian cuts baseline and Cade does that little wraparound, and then, you know, Kill goes up with the ball, and he does get swatted by Mitchell Robinson. But then on the opposite end, Cade and Bagley have that, like, co-block on, I, I think it was quickly. Then they come back down, and I think it was Kill that just had that open lane to the, the Red Sea Park. I love this basketball team. James, I cannot I, – I, I, I love it. And then what was funny is Do in you that love same this sequence, team? Do you love this team more than any team you've ever loved? Any other Pistons team you've ever loved? Pistons team? Yes. Really? But like – Sports teams, probably not. What's your favorite sports team of all time? My favorite sports team of all time. It might be, um, it's probably some Michigan State football team. And maybe 2015, the Iowa team, you know, the, you know when yeah. we went to the playoff. and all that, Maybe that, but uh, before that, the 08 wings, probably the 09 wings. Okay. Maybe a little bit more than them. I've, been, I've always wanted to ask you this, 2008, because you're a big Red Wings guy. Like people, I don't want to say big Red Wings guy, but yeah. you care. Yeah. Um, have you always cared? Like in two thousand eight, when they won the cup, I like was a bigger, we're... I was a bigger hockey fan when I was a kid, like super big hockey fan. Now it's like I watch the Wings, like if there's nothing else on. I read all Max's stuff though, like I keep up with them. Um, shout my out to brother, Jerome McGinley. Anson my brother, Carter, Kevin sent Weeks. me. Sent me. Uh, one of Max's stories recently, because he was like trying to, he's like, hey, if you need clarity on how fucking insane Steve Eiserman is, read Max's story. And I was like, wow, look at that. So my brother got a subscription to The Athletic, and now he reads all of your stuff. He just got one? Yes, he did. Yeah. So with the NBA playoffs, I, I wanted to, I, I, I want to loop back to this. <laughs> I was offended. talking about the, I was talking about the Bulls and, and how they are, uh, quote, food. You know who's not, though? Is it? Are we hanging up Banner 18 for the Celts? Are you there? No, but I was talking to Vinny today. Uh, Ime might be my coach of the year. And Tatum is gonna might be on my MVP ballot. God, I love you. Um, the only Just thing... Two great takes. The, only, the reason I'm still leaning J.B. Bickerstaff because the Cavs have, uh, obviously, I think, outkicked their coverage from what many anticipated and they play a unique style that's like almost i mean it's not frowned upon in today's nba when you have versatile bigs like mobley and even uh marketing to an extent but he plays three seven footers damn near um and he got it to work so i i need to sit with it monty obviously she should have won it last year because now i feel bad it's like all oh, the sons are just good so like i don't as great of a coach as i think monty is i just feel I take- weird 
a take that you had a few weeks ago that I really respected and haven't really totally figured out if I agree with it, but I really respect it was when we started doing our coach of the year stuff. And I, I think we arrived on Billy Donovan initially. Yeah, this was, this that's, was, yeah, that's, and, yeah. and see, this goes back to what you're saying about how you're mad because now you're sour grapes over the, the bulls, like double crossing you. Yeah. But you said you were like, no, I'm not. I was like, Monty Williams snubbed again. And you're like, I expected the Suns to be good. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. Now I, if he should have got it last year, Monty should have got it last year. Agreed. But also, who got it last really... year? Tibbs, because the Knicks were great. And, like, you can't yeah. really. But you get that, too. Like, that, yeah, that's guess. fair. That's fair. I guess, yeah. Monty should have got it last year. And because of that, I don't think I'll vote for him this year. I think he might be on my ballot, but I don't know. He's not getting my first place vote. I've look for this year has been my turning point of like, hey, Jason Tatum might be one of the five best players in the world. Five is I'm, I know I respect I get it. it. I get it. I'm willing to go to. I'm willing to say ten. Valid. Let's name them. You want me to do five? Just go to name 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 everybody that you would put above Tatum, and we'll and we'll walk through it. Everybody I'd put above him. Yeah. Okay, Giannis, Jokic. This is no order. Yep. No order. I'm just naming five guys. Yep. Giannis, Jokic, Braun, KD, Steph. Embiid. And you wouldn't put Stefan in front of him? <laughs> this might be my most outlandish take, but I really like Jason Tatum. Here's the thing. Let me amend that. Let me amend that. Swap Embiid for Steph. Fam, Embiid's about to win, might win MVP. You can't just take him yep. out. Yeah. No, All right, is. so let's. that's six. Let's just see that's why it's hard, just, man. It's, let's see if we can definitively get to Yeah, because I don't believe that. All right, that's fine. But let's just – so far he's in there. We can't think of – Um, I'm trying to – like I would – is he right? Like, is are we Kyrie? I'm taking Jason Tatum off pure skill alone. Okay, but even then, that's two way ability. Okay, even then, that's seven. Did I say KD? Yeah. Okay. Oof, that was gonna be because I. Ooh, that would have been really bad. <laughs> um, do you think I meant to? I meant to bring this up. Uh, shout out to Czar. We have not mentioned Zark on the show in a, a month or two. He texted me like I, at this point it was like a month ago. He said, "Is Cade's." He said, is Cade's player comp current LeBron? And I was like, whoa. Nah. Where he's like. Cade he's gives a like shit on defense. The principle of what LeBron is and how he's able to orchestrate an offense and take over a game if and when he needs to. Obviously, Cade, it's, we're not, I'm not saying Cade's going to be like LeBron. I'm just saying the way that they play stylistically LeBron this season and what we think of Cade. And what he could be, I think – I don't think it's a bad take. I think – well, if we're saying I – get, I get what he's saying. I don't hate it. I think stylistically they're different. LeBron is still a little bit more power. Cade's a yeah. little bit more deception and, and finesse. And LeBron gets calls. There's that. Uh, I, I think Cade's – the numbers might not show up, but I think Cade's a better shooter. Uh, LeBron's a better passer. But I get what you're. I say I get what you're saying. Like the archetype of like a big lead guard to orchestrate the offense. I get what you're saying. You want to talk about another team that's kind of slipping right now is Miami. Uh, it, I was we were like approaching April and we're like, wow, 
it was weird because it was like February. You're like, oh, Miami's the one seed. That's cool. And then you're like, it's almost April. And there's is Miami really about to be the one? Nope. Doesn't look like they yeah, will they be. be they might be. They might be. Is Jimmy going to break heat culture? Or is heat culture I, too strong? My take is that – can I – how about – you know what? I fired off like three really poor you takes in this one. don't in heat culture? It's not a real thing. It's not a thing. It's just, never been a thing. I think it is. I think it's nonsense. I think it's a moniker used to to uplift this major market to make them more attractive to free agents. It's not a real thing. I if don't, heat culture, I don't if, think if heat, the words heat culture need to make Miami, the city of Miami, more attractive. No, no, no. no. You well, know what does that? Okay. That's Big fine. booties. Yeah. <laughs> Water. My point. My point is like is saying that like it, it, like using it as like this like oh yeah fucking basketball runs through Miami like yeah, this yeah. is it like to me if this is all heat culture is is just the fact that Pat Riley has a pulse then sure it is a thing because as soon as he's gone heat culture is not a thing. I don't know. Spose still carries it. Spose one it might be the best coach in the NBA. I think. Oh, I think he probably just is. Him and Ty Lue. I would say that they are the best X's and O's coaches that we have in basketball, 100. percent But I think, I think but right but now. people don't like saying that about Ty Lue because they still think that he's just like LeBron's babysitter. Yeah, they that's should. how people still view they him. Should. But Spolstra, they should look at the roster. He just he's coaching to the playoffs right now. It's a, it's 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 the Pistons. Uh, it's the Pistons' uh, retirement home squad. The Clippers are the like the closest team to winning a championship that has no shot at winning a championship this year. It is insane how fun they are to watch. Probably the most resilient team in basketball. And it's funny to say this because they actually are. But when you watch them, you're like, man, you're just like one or two superstars away from winning a chip. Oh, yeah. You are like one or two superstars away. You I, have them I, on ice. Just chill. They're, they're, they'll be back eventually because I think PG could come back this year, right? Yeah, I think that's what it sounds like. It's it's ramping yeah. up. Okay. Who do you got? Who's your pick as of right now? We'll wrap up with this. My pick for... Sorry, for the finals. Um, Phoenix. And I, I've been Vinny. Goodwill, shout out to Vinny. I've been going... We've been struggling with the East squad. Like, part of me kind of wants to say this Boston thing is real. It'd be uh, real fun if it was. I don't... I just don't believe in... I just think... I don't think the Heat have it. I think the Heat could win a, obviously win a series or two, but I don't think they get to the finals. <sighs> then there's the Bucks, and I just wonder when when you get to nut cr- nut crunch. What is it? Is it nut, nut crunching time? You're right. When you get you to nut it. crunching time, do the Bucks have the will to like get into the nitty gritty again? After they they already have one, they have nothing to prove. Do they oh, have it, what? Do they have on. what it takes, like when it's tight, like against the Nets, to like muster up enough to, to like? Do they care enough? Uh, we'll find out. They did against Miami, and they swept them. And they did against Atlanta. They did against Brooklyn. No, they, they did against. Phoenix. No, that's what I'm saying. They didn't have one then. Now they have one. But it's Giannis, though. That's all. But all they had to do was people are like the Bucks can't do it. Well, the Bucks did it. They could take it. They... And people still don't believe it. And people still don't believe them. You are exactly the, what you're saying no, right I'm now. Not is saying, ex- I'm is... not saying that they're not talented enough to do it. I'm saying when it gets to the those moments, the most intense moments in the sports, game seven, game sixes, one possession decides the game. No, do they do they 
have enough do they have enough want to go get it after winning one and here's what i will reply to that i don't want to seem like i'm caping for milwaukee i very famously i very famously don't do that i'm not a milwaukee guy i just you know you're uh, you're damn near a milwaukee guy (laughs) i'll just agree with you but i hope i'm wrong but i wonder we're, we're picking phoenix though right yeah phoenix lock that okay okay cool I'm excited. Oh, you were. I just am realizing you were referencing the Udonis Haslam Jimmy Butler fight, and then Eric Spolster was like, "Where are the dinner plans?" That that whole yeah, and thing. clearly Spolster yelling at Jimmy too, and Udonis not having Jimmy's reaction to they had spoke. Yeah, it's. I just wonder, man, can is Jimmy gonna break Heat culture? Seems like it'd be the first time. Wouldn't be the second time. In fact, it would be the third time. It would. Shout out to Jimmy. Hmm. No, gosh, anti shout out. Who are you taking that fight, Udonis or Jimmy? Both crazy. Come on, yeah, I take like, Udonis too. Nikias Duncan's best take is that the fucking Heat need to just tell him to hang it up. This has been five years of him robbing them of a roster spot. Udonis has them. Nah, be a coach. Nah, be a coach. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he can be around and be a coach. He, at this point, he's just a graduate assistant. That's all he's been for Miami for the – except remember when he was given he was given the Pistons a, a few buckets earlier this Damn year. Damn, off, yeah. I, uh, I have a fun way to close the show. I'm going to let you flex a little bit, okay? Okay. If you and I had uh, – we each were given one episode to do this, and you had to get the most famous person that you could, and you knew that they would say yes – I was thinking about this, and I think I know who you're going to say. Who would that person be? You know that you can get them. As long as scheduling works, you know like, also, yes. First, like an episode of the show? Yeah, our show? as a guest, yeah. Who's the most famous person I could get? Yeah. I think I know who it is. I'm trying to think if they're the most famous, though. Can I say who your most famous enemy is? Who? No. No? Okay. Wait. My most famous enemy. He has been mentioned in this episode, actually. You'll know exactly what Is I mean. Is it a player? No. Oh, go ahead. Sam Presti. <laughs> Stop. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't call him an enemy, but yeah. Um, that, that still was some bullshit. But we'll, we, we live and we learn. Um, I think Isaiah Thomas. Oh, wow. Okay. Who do you think I was okay. going to say? I thought you were going to say Vinny. No bullshit. I thought you were just going to say Vinny. Oh. Nah, Cause I that's could, free. He yeah. do it. I mean, he's done it. He has done yeah. it. I could get. I think I could get Isaiah Thomas. I've told the Isaiah Thomas story on here, right? How I was supposed to interview him, and then that didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, you did. Because the last dance came out. Yeah. <laughs> and it really messed up my bag. I was really upset about it because I was going to write a killer piece on him when I was writing for Piston Powered, and then the last dance came out, and he was. I never heard back. He got too busy because it was the. Ep- it doesn't matter I've, if I've explained the story. I don't need to do it again. Alrighty, James, got any housekeeping? Got anything you got to promote before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, just check out the outlining Cade Cunningham's case for Rookie of the Year. I'm flying out to Brooklyn on today. As you're listening to this, the Pistons play on Tuesday. Uh, seven games left, man. Seven games. Name a. Nah, I don't want to. Never mind. No, Alrighty, ladies and do gentlemen. It. Name. A player or several that if they are not on this roster next year, I can be mad at you. If they're not, you can be mad at you've, me? Kate yeah, Cunningham. like you No, come on. You know what I mean. Like, you feel it. Like, the Pistons are going to get this guy this offseason. Oh, you mean like a free agent? Trade, free agent, whatever. 
Give me something. Give me a scoop, James. Come on. I'm hungry. Can I do? I can we scoop. do this after the draft? <sighs> okay. Right. Hey, I'm off. The, we're not getting miles. Also, no. the the report about the people who the guy that was like. The Pistons are interested in Jalen Brunson, DeAndre Ayton, and and somebody else who I don't remember. It's like okay, so the up the news here is that there's no news. <laughs> I think that came from the podcast I did with Skoto. Is I think that that's right? where they got it from. Yeah, we were just yeah. talking about guys. They were like, "That's not well, what we I, said." I saw people getting excited over it. And that's I was not like, what we said. I was like, "We've been we said to, that the Pistons this. are more likely to go after the likes of Robinson and Brunson than Ayton and Bridges." Mitchell Robinson, that's who it That's was. what we said, yeah. not that they were in. That's, but does Mitchell Robinson And we then, said it felt like they were more it th- likely. So you got aggregated then. We've never been aggregated. That's good. I don't uh, think so. Does Mitchell Robinson not break your theory, though? What's my theory? The Bagley-Isaiah thing. No. Cause he Mitchell could Robinson's be, not pulling up for 27. He could also be the backup. Ooh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far, thank you very, very much for listening. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Well, Chet's going to look real nice. If you made it this far, thank you very, very much for listening. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe only if you're feeling generous. If you're not feeling generous, feel free to close the app and don't leave a review or leave five stars. Also, if you're listening to this, please do, though. James and I really need to Even if you hate the show, just do it. Just be a nice human being. We're still going strong. We're at 4.8 uh, on uh, Apple after a year. That's pretty good. That's not bad. 4.8 Does the Athletic have a rating system? No. I don't think so. Maybe. You got to get on the horn about that. I need my stars. I need to check. We need six on the Athletic. We will catch you guys in the next one. Ping.